0: How to get your healing, part four. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my wonderful friends. How have you been? I'm here one more time to bless your hearts and to bring you the word of life. And this word is going to help you get healing for your body. This is the fourth episode in this series on healing. Remember the Holy Spirit is our healing. He's our life. I would like you to know that when your body feels pain, the process of death has begun. The process of death brings pain. The process of death brings discomfort. But when the Holy Spirit enters into your body, he brings his life into that body. And that's the reason why every form of healing that you get, you receive from the Holy Spirit. And this is why we love Him, and we adore Him, and we worship Him, and we submit to Him. He's our life, He's our wisdom, He's our everything. So I want to teach you, based on certain scriptures today, so that you begin to grow in your healing. There are moments when you can be healed instantly, but most of the times, ladies and gentlemen, Most of the well-settled and sustainable healings that occur in people's lives occur progressively. So never be impatient when it comes to healing. You need to learn to be patient. In fact, some sicknesses come to people's bodies because they're impatient. Impatience is a work of the flesh. Now, all works of the flesh bring sickness and disease. A person who practices witchcraft has all manner of sicknesses and disease in their body. You remember the works of the flesh that, that are found in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and verse 19. Yeah, things like anger and bitterness and stuff like that, sedition. Yeah, those are things that bring sickness to your body. So, impatience is a work of the flesh because patience is a fruit of the spirit. So, you must be patient. It's something you need to practice and grow into. You can grow into these things, okay? As you do, you actually secure your future because the plants you have today are plants about the future. So if you have plants about the future, if you have plants about five years from now, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, if you know that your child is in primary school, and one day they'll get into high school and then into university, and then live their life as an adult, then it means you have about 30 years planned for that one child. Now, if you can start right now by paying school fees and taking care of your child, knowing very well that they will mature in their 20s, probably in their mid-20s, they'll mature enough to be independent, probably in their mid-20s or for some people early 20s. If you can have a 20-year plan for a child, then ladies and gentlemen, have a 20-year plan for your health too. If you can get a health insurance, that means you're insured for the rest of your life, surely you can also do something about your health right now by getting the Word of God in. But you need to be patient about it because some of the healings that occur or, how when you mature, when you grow up, some of the sicknesses you have are in your body because of immaturity. And immaturity is really about lacking the right words to speak. If you don't know how to use words correctly, that is called spiritual immaturity. If you know how to use words correctly, then you'll be able to bring healing to your body by your own tongue. Okay. Now, in the Old Testament, ministers had to use prophetic materials to break forth healing. In the new creation you are new creation you're not in the old testament anymore we use words to bring healing so in the old testament they had to use anointing oil they had to use soil at some point jesus actually used clay to bring healing to somebody's eyes in the old testament they had to use fig leaves you know different things to bring healing in some in one particular case a leper Dipped himself seven times in the Jordan and he was healed of leprosy. So there are so many ways people are healed. Elisha would take his staff and lay it upon a sick person or a dead person and the person would become well. In the Old Testament, if you remember cases where Elijah and Elisha raised the dead, they lay on the corpse. In one case, Elisha lay on a little child the mouth to the mouth, the eye to the eye, you know, the, the, the feet to the feet. That's how they transferred healing. They had to do something physical to bring healing. In the New Testament, healing comes when you speak words of faith. What are words of faith? Words of faith are words of God, the words you find from scripture. So what I'm going to teach you right now are words of faith. If you speak these words, then you will start the process of bringing healing to your body. And in fact, if you've not listened to the first three episodes in this season, please go back and listen to these things over and over and over and over again. Listen over and over and over again. The Word of God, as I tell you often, is not literature. The Word of God is life. The Word of God is food. and It's the living waters that come from the throne room of God. So you can't say that Oh I drank water yesterday So I don't need to drink water today Well I drank water last week So I just have to wait And this is how people treat the word of God So I read that already So give me something new As you're looking for something new You end up losing the old Which is the seed that you should be watering Through your confessions And through reminders Go back and listen You'll find you've grown a bit more And so texts that were difficult to understand become much easier. You know, in my own case, I've read books and I barely could understand what the book was talking about. But reading the same book a year later, I'd find, oh, now I understand because of growth, because of academic growth, because of the expansion of my, the capacity of my brain. So your spirit has capacity as well. And the more you hear the word of God, the more you grow. The more you grow, the more you understand. So go back, listen to the first, second, and third episodes together with this fourth one. And then, of course, I'm going to continue giving you all these episodes until I'm done with everything to do with healing in the Bible. I want you to know everything about healing in the Bible so that your knowledge is wholesome. That way, your healing also will be wholesome. In fact, to the extent that it will be possible for you to bring healing to someone else who needs it. Okay. So life is found in the tongue of the believer. So as a as new creation, a person who is saved, born from above, you get what you say. Now some people will tell me, but I've, I've said these things for the last five years. But that's the reason why you're still alive. Because you've been saying the right thing for the last five years. But you say, my knee still hurts. Oh, that will go away. Give it another five years and you look for that knee problem and it won't be there. I remember a case where my right thigh bone was aching so accruciatingly that I I could barely put my foot down onto the ground. It was so painful. And I went through that process for one whole year. You know, I don't pray for my body to be healed. No. Because I grew beyond that a long time ago. If I feel any pain in my body, I just ignore it. Because the Word of God does the healing. The Bible says he sent his word and healed their diseases and delivered them from all their troubles. So what I do is that I get the medicine. What's the medicine? The word of God. I don't even lay hands on myself for healing. No. I know my body has been created to bring healing. If I can touch a sick person and they get well, then this body has the power to heal itself. And so for one year, I continued eating the word of God, just studying more about healing and all that. I refused to be afraid and I wasn't acting foolishly either. Because I'm not against, neither is the Bible against, medical help. Yeah, But I knew very well that this thing did not need medical attention. It was something spiritual. You know, when something takes a long time in your body, it's possible there's a spirit behind it, a demonic spirit. So I chose to grow in the light of the Word of God. And exactly a year later, I woke up one morning and the pain was all gone. It wasn't there. And it's never been back since then because I keep growing. I don't go back down. See, things return to your body if you go back to where you used to be when you used to suffer that thing. So nothing should ever return to your body. And if anything dares try to return, just rebuke it because you will have been promoted to a higher level. Remember those who overcome are the ones who are, who are crowned. Okay? You've got to overcome something. So healing will happen in your body, but some of it will take long. I want you to appreciate that. Don't think that nothing happened. Oh, I've spoken the word of God all these years. Nothing really seems to be happening. You know, something is happening. The day of harvest will prove to you that something was happening all along. Because you'll wake up just like me one morning and you'll find there's no more pain there. You'll wake up one morning and that issue that has bothered you for 10 years will be gone. Because of you getting consistently into the word of God, speaking it, believing it, sharing it. Focusing on the Word of God consistently, praying in tongues, loving Jesus, yeah, renouncing wrong. Every time you think you've done something wrong, just renounce it. Don't feel guilty about it. Guilt is not found in the Bible. Please, don't tolerate anything that's not in the Bible. Guilt is not one of the things that Jesus bequeathed to you when he died on the cross. He bequeaths you life. He said, there's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation is guilt. There's no more shame. The Bible says, and my people shall not be ashamed. If you look at the book of uh, Joel chapter 2, if you read from verse 26 all the way to 28, it says, my people will be fed. They'll be strong. And then, after they've been fed and shame has been removed from their lives, I'll pour out upon them, upon all flesh, my spirit, and they'll prophesy. And they'll dream dreams. And they'll see visions. You see. So shame and guilt isn't part of our heritage as God's children. If you look at the book of Proverbs 18 verse 21, the Bible says, The power of the tongue is life and death. Those who love to talk will eat what it produces. So what do you love to say? If you you speak life consistently for a long time, you will get what you say. If you wake up every morning and you say, I'm great. I will be great. I will perform greatness. If you keep saying that for a long time, somewhat The airwaves will collaborate with you. And the angels that fly on the wings of the wind will collaborate with you. The Holy Spirit that loves when people speak what is positive and right will collaborate with you. And demons will not be able to attack you or conquer you. And after some time, you'll find yourself achieving great things. Say things. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, for very many years, I've made confessions and I've seen my life just getting transformed. Some after a short period of time, but others after a long period of time. But because I have eternal life, then I have all the time to build myself up in the Word of God. You see, usually people are in a hurry because they think time is running out. Yeah, it's true that these are the last days. But God still has given you 12 hours every day to say something positive. And another 12 hours in the night for you to wake up to say something positive, especially if you're waking up to drink a glass of water or something of that sort. You've been given an opportunity to say something positive. So right now, say something positive. Say, I will make money. I will be prosperous and successful. Say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. And don't change it irrespective of the circumstances that appear to prevail. Nothing could be more prevalent than the Word of God. Nothing is stronger than the Word of God. Nothing is more powerful than the Holy Word of God. Nothing whatsoever. So nothing could sustain itself if the Word of God says no. You see, in the book of Hebrews 1 verse 3, the Bible says, Jesus holds everything by the power of his Word. He holds everything together by the power of his Word. He holds everything together by the power of his Word. Glory to God. His word holds your health together. His word holds the cells of your body together. His word holds the ligaments together. His word holds your circulatory system, your digestive system together. His word holds your nervous system together. His word created those systems in you that work. Oh, glory to Jesus. So death and life will only manifest when one talks. And the word power in uh, Proverbs 18:21 is the Hebrew Yad, Y-A-D. So death and life are in the Yad of the tongue. Death and life are in the power or Yad of the tongue. So the, the best translation here shouldn't be power, but rather hand, because the word Yad is the word for hand. So it really says death and life are in the hands of your tongue. So it means your tongue has the power to create. Your tongue has hands. When your tongue speaks it, the hands of your tongues, the yad of your tongues will create that thing that you speak. But a creator or a porter doesn't create in one second. A porter goes to get clay and then determines what to make out of that clay and then the porter begins the process of creating that port or that vessel it's a process at some points, the port might not come out the way you intended like in the book of uh, Jeremiah the porter's house story and then the porter smashes this thing, and then starts the process again and changes it to another vessel altogether So the process of creating um, a pot out of clay takes time. This is something I want Christians to understand and to appreciate. I know you like your fast food. I know you like your pizza. I know you like your social media and all that. But ladies and gentlemen, behind the fast food, there are people working 24 hours a day. There's a driver. There is a cook. There is a farmer that takes care of those things that you call fast food, the chicken, you know. The bread. There is a wheat farmer somewhere who has to wait for a given period of time for the wheat to mature. There's a chicken farmer who has to wait for a given number of months for the chicken to be ready for slaughter. There is someone else who has to wait for a given number of days for whatever it is that you like to eat to mature. So by the time it's called fast food, the process of creating it wasn't fast at all. So though you're used to things happening quickly, you know, hyperloop, you get into the tube and in 15 minutes you've covered 500 kilometers or whatever number, 600 or 700 miles uh, or 300 miles or whatever number of kilometers it is or miles, whatever you like to use. Now, the fact that things are moving so fast does not mean that people who invented them took a short time to invent them. Social media... Is a quick way of communicating. But behind it, the business aspect of it, you'll find algorithms. You'll find these IT geniuses who barely sleep. They're ever working to secure your messages, you know, to encrypt these things. I tell you, there's so much work that goes on and so much patience. Before they get it right, they probably have worked on it for six months or two years or three years. How are you getting it, people? So for you to enjoy your healing sustainably, please appreciate the process, appreciate the time it takes for your mindset to change based on the new words of revelation that God is bringing to you and for you to mature in that word because the word is like food, it makes you grow. You'll find that some sicknesses don't need to be healed. They need your maturity. You need to mature and then you just drop it off. Certain conditions in your body are as a result of immaturity. If you mature, that condition will be gone. Alright? So, life starts from your belly. That which is in your belly or that which is in your heart is that which you will speak out. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, if you speak healing from your heart, you will see that healing on your body. Okay? So, speak life. Make it your habit. Even if you feel pain, speak life to that part of your body that feels pain. Don't depend on the feeling called pain because that feeling is a mirage. Pain is merely an indicator that something isn't going right. And if you speak the right words, then what was going wrong will go right and the pain will ultimately subside and end. Okay, but you need to be patient. John 7.38 says, The one who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, will have rivers of living water flowing from his heart. So every time you speak, rivers of living water will flow out of your heart. Rivers of living water, that means they're healing waters. They flow from your heart. That means your body itself is a healing machine. When you speak, healing comes out of your belly. Why should it not heal you? It should heal you because you're the source of that healing fountain. You're the source of that elixir, that word that causes healing to percolate, to permeate, to infiltrate your body. You're the source. And the Bible says, if you believe in Christ Jesus, out of your belly shall flow healing waters. Waters of life. Eternal life and the healing thereof. Eternal life and sustenance thereof. Because to have life, you need to eat something. To have spiritual life, you need to eat the Word of God. You need to hear the Word of God, learning it and hearing it. Hearing it and learning it. For your body to be sustained, you need physical food. So this water of life that proceeds out of your belly will bring you both physical benefits and spiritual benefits. But you must speak the Word of God. Those are living waters. But you've got to be careful about the little foxes that spoil the vines because, you see, your healing is like a fruitful tree. So that when the fruitful tree produces a fruit, you reap the harvest of your healing. But before the fruit is produced, the tree flowers. And then you develop these buds, okay, that blossom. Then you develop a tiny little thing that grows into a fruit. And the foxes like to destroy those things. And that's what the Bible says in Song of Songs 2 verse 15. Catch the foxes for us. The little foxes that destroy the vineyards for our vineyards. Have tender bloom. In in some cases, it's written in some in some versions of the Bible. It's written for vines of tender grapes. Catches the foxes. What are foxes? Deceptive words. A fox is a deceptive bee, a deceiver. So those deceptive words, words of deception, words that are not true, catches this negative, tiny little negative word. Oh, that sickness is back. Oh, my disease. Never ever personalize disease. Why do you want to own a disease? It's not your disease. It's the devil's disease sent to mess you up, sent to kill you. So do not make it your personal possession. Don't say my disease. Cast it out. They you say you're an alien in my body. For that reason, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. So your vineyard of healing is in bloom because of the healing words you've been speaking. So remove the foxes, all those little negative confessions with the pure words of your confessions, okay? So let the waters of healing bubble out of your spirit as you speak in tongues. After that, wait patiently for the fruits of healing to mature. All right. Do you remember Elisha? He healed the sick waters of a river that was so close to Jericho. This river was so poisonous that it made people barren and also made the land barren. It was poisonous, and Elisha healed it. How did he heal it? He used salt. See, I told you in the Old Testament, they used things to bring healing. So Elijah used salt to heal water. At some point, he used flour to heal a certain meal that the sons of the prophets had prepared. They call it portage. a yeah, vegetable stew. But then they used poisonous words and they shredded them and started eating and they started foaming in their mouths, started convulsing and all that. And they said, oh, man of God, there's death in the pot. And he said, oh, bring me a little bit of flour. He took the flour, sprinkled it on the pot and said, okay, it's healed now. You can, you can eat it. Amazing, isn't it? So here he heals water. Second Kings 2, verse 21 to 22. And he went forth unto the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. So the waters were healed unto this day, according to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. How wonderful is this that a man could heal waters? And remember, out of your belly flows what? Streams of living water. So you can heal your environment. You can heal the air around you. You can heal the people around you. You can heal your own body. Glory to God. And he used salt now in the Old Testament they used salt in the New Testament salt is the word that you speak the speech your speech your speech your speech can bring healing death and life are in the hands of your tongue hands of your speech all right so in Colossians 4 verse 6 the Bible says let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you should answer everyone so your speech must be seasoned with salt your speech must be gracious seasoned with salt so good speech it's akin to salt. It's like salt. So Elisha uses salt, but you must use speech. The word of God. Say the word of God and the word of God will bring you healing. Then salt also stands for the everlasting covenant of friendship that God entered into with David. As a result, a healer came from his loins. The healer, whose name is Jesus. He came out of the family of David, the house of David. Because David entered the covenant of salt with God. It's a covenant of friendship forever. In 2 Chronicles 13 verse 5 the Bible says Don't you know that the Lord God of Israel Assigned the kingship over Israel to David And his descendants forever by a salt covenant Jesus was a descendant of David And he got the anointing of his father David The throne of his father David Through a covenant of salt So you see how important and significant salt is Amazing indeed Yeah, You are also the salt of the earth You preserve, you heal to secure the earth and all its inhabitants and everything that's in it. So, speak salt. Salt also stands for peace. You know, when you're healed, you become peaceful. A person whose body is aching tends to lack peace. Yeah, you are the salt of the earth. Mark 9, verse 50 says, Salt is good, but if salt loses its taste, how can you restore its flavor? Keep on having salt among yourselves and live in peace with one another. So if you have salt, you live in peace with each other. That means if your speech is seasoned with salt, if your speech is gracious, the Bible says not let any corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is profitable for edification to minister grace to the hearer. So if you speak words of grace, that's called salt coming out of your mouth. It will bring peace in your heart, in your body, in your environment, in your relationships and everywhere else, okay? Wonderful, isn't that amazing? That keep on having salt among yourselves and live in peace with one another. Mark 9 verse 50, so salt stands for peace here. Okay? You lose your salt when you speak negative words and words of unbelief. So speak what God says about your health. It's called salt speak. Salt speak. That's a a statement I've coined for you. Salt speak. Engage in salt speak. In the book of Matthew 5 verse 13 the Bible says You're the salt of the world But if the salt shall lose its taste How can it be made salty again? It's good for nothing but to be thrown out And trampled on by people So you lose your salt when you start speaking negative things Things that God has not instructed you to speak Well my wonderful friends Thank you for listening to me Please subscribe to this podcast And share it with your friends At the same time give us a 5 star rating and then click on, just go and click onto that star and share this widely. We do this for free so that people can be blessed. So help me propagate this message, help me spread it far and wide so that as many people as possible can get reprieve and relief from pain, from sickness and from disease. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity from your life The spirit that brings sickness and disease I command you to come out of God's people In the mighty name of Jesus And I release healing upon your body Be healed in the mighty name of Jesus Be healed Be healed I use the hands of my tongue To bring you healing In the mighty name of Jesus The fruit of healing Must mature in your life To the glory and honor of God Love you guys Thank you so much for being my friend Thank you for being my partner Thank you so much For being there in agreement with me concerning the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and bringing this wonderful message, wonderful saving, healing, delivering, prospering message to people's homes, to their gadgets. My name is Joseph Helen. Till next episode. Bye-bye.